Episode 57, The Audio 101 Show, Part 1. Today, I browse the podcast recording glossary, and I simplify the language of audio engineering. And you are listening to episode number 57 of Mike Murphy Unplugged. Learn, create, move forward. I am your host, Mike Murphy. I'm a one-man band. I'm a technology junkie. I love helping people figure things out, and I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged, it's to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. In this episode 57, it's part one of Audio 101, so that means there's going to be another part next week. Today, we learn the basics and the fundamentals of audio that all podcasters and content creators need to know about. I'm going to define and simplify several common audio terms and concepts that I wish I knew better before I started podcasting. And then next week, episode 58, that's going to be part two of this Audio 101 series. I'm going to focus more on the post-production and the editing part. I'm going to define and simplify editing and post-processing terminology and techniques most commonly used in podcasting once the podcast has already been recorded. So by the end of this Audio 101 series, you will have a solid understanding of the principles and the terms associated with recording and editing podcasts and a very clear overview of the entire recording and editing process for podcasting. The goal of this series is really just to simplify the audio engineering part of podcasting that can actually be really intimidating and overwhelming for most new podcasters. This is the stuff that I wish that I understood better when I was just getting started. There are a lot of terms and lingo in the audio world, but this series is going to break it down to what you need to know to understand the language of podcasting. But first, as always, let's take a look inside of the Podcaster's Toolkit. In the Podcaster's Toolkit, it's the part of the show where I share a tip, tool, resource, or product that I think is going to help you in your online journey. It could be a new website, an app, a book, a podcast service, or just a new piece of gear or equipment that I think is going to help you. The tools of the trade. If you have a favorite resource or tool that you love and you want to share on the podcast, by all means, send it my way at mike at mikemurphy.co. And if you are a vendor or a product creator and would like me to test out a product or a service, please let me know. I'd be happy to test it and share it so long as it's going to benefit my listeners. In this podcaster's toolkit, I have the CloudLifter CL1-A Mic Activator. What the? <laughs> I've talked about this product in the past, but it does deserve its own spot in the podcaster's toolkit as it plays a major role in my podcast setup. The simple version is that the cloud lifter adds 25 decibels of ultra clean gain using what is called phantom power to your dynamic microphone. So your audio interface or your preamp does not have to work so hard and the end result is a much cleaner sound being recorded. So my microphone is the Shure SM7B. This is a dynamic mic. It's very popular in podcasting, as well as there's another mic called the Heil PR40 or the Electrovoice RE20, all dynamic microphones, and they are all what is called gain hungry, meaning they need a lot of power from your preamp to work right. So you really have to crank up the gain, So and that produces a lot of noise, which is almost impossible to fix in post-production. So enter the cloud lifter. What the cloud lifter does, it's this cool little retro box that makes a bridge between your microphone and your interface or your mixer. So when I speak into my SM7B microphone, 
The sound travels down the wire from the microphone into the cloud lifter, which then adds 25 decibels of really clean gain to the preamps. So the preamps then can be turned down quite a bit. And because the preamps are not having to work so hard to power it up, the recording is much cleaner and there's no noise. The cloud lifter does retail at 150 bucks, which is not cheap, but if you have a dynamic microphone for podcasting, I can tell you that with the cloud lifter, it is a great investment and it's definitely made a huge difference in my setup. So on to episode number 57. This is part one of Audio 101. This episode and series comes with a huge disclaimer, and that is that I am not an audio engineer by any stretch of the imagination, nor do I claim to be a super expert in audio post-production. I am very much a student, and I am completely self-taught, and I am still trying to figure it out today. But throughout today and next week, I am going to share with you the terms that confused me at first. But once I got my head around them and made the big picture and connected all the dots, everything got easier. You know what they say, learn the rules first and then break them. So if you are new to audio, this series is going to save you a lot of learning time and you should have a pretty solid understanding of the basics by the end of the next two episodes. So a podcast, we know it has many moving parts, but learning how to record and edit your podcast can be one of the most intimidating and overwhelming things in the beginning. Now, I have no fear of learning tech stuff, but audio is a different animal since so much depends on personal preference. Turn the knobs until it sounds good is advice that you get over and over again, and that does not make for easy learning. Imagine if you asked me how to use Photoshop, and I said, well, just design artwork until it looks good. Well, that's sometimes how it felt when I was first trying to learn the ins and outs of audio. Now, there are tons of tutorials and articles online about editing audio, but again, they're all for mixing music, and the podcast tutorials that I did find and the editing advice seemed to be all over the place, and the information was either inconsistent or sometimes even not correct. It was not an easy process for me overall, trying to piece together all the different tutorials and scattered information, but there are some great sources. I will leave those in the show notes at mikemurphy.co forward slash 57 of the tutorials and sources that help me out quite a bit. So over the next episode or two, I'm going to simplify the process of podcast editing and recording for you and hopefully save you months of time trying to make sense of it all. This is the stuff that I wish I knew from the start. I thought it would be easiest if we covered the terms kind of in order of how you would create a single podcast episode. So today in part one, we're going to cover the setup and up to the recording phase. By the end of today, we'll have recorded a file. Next week, episode 58, we're going to tackle the editing and some of the more common post-production filters and effects used in podcasting that you've probably heard of, such as EQ and compression. So part one is the pre-editing basics up to the recording, and part two is editing in the final export, okay? So episode 57, let's go. The Audio 101 Show, part one. As you learned last week's episode 56, I use Adobe Audition to edit and record my podcast. But most everything we discuss in this series are fundamentals or concepts they are going to apply to whatever digital audio workstation or DAW that you might use. Audio terms have very mathematical and scientific explanations and algorithms. We're not going anywhere near that, okay? We are sticking to the basics in this 101 series, the stuff that you might be afraid to ask. I'm going to tell you that. So before we get into the terminology, I have an immediate tip before you start recording. 
Keep your iPhones and your iPads away from your speakers and your recording interface as best you can, or you introduce what is called RF interference. That's basically static noises. You might not hear them while recording, but when you go back to listen, it's going to drive you crazy. So if you don't need your iPhone or your iPads near you, put them in airplane mode and get them away from your recording equipment. That's a safe bet. And it's a good idea to put them in do not disturb mode anyway, so you're not getting notifications dinging as you're recording. Do the same with your computer. If you're on a Mac, hold the option key and click the three lines in the upper right menu bar and you'll turn off your notifications, okay? So ditch the iPhones and the iPads from your recording desk if you don't need them. If you do, then make sure they stay away from your recording equipment and your speakers as best as possible. Okay, let's dig into the glossary. Mono versus stereo. When you start a new recording, you are immediately faced with the decision of mono or stereo. I have heard these terms since I was a kid, and I always thought that mono meant it came out of one speaker and stereo meant it came out of two speakers. I am not ashamed to admit that this threw me off when I first started my podcast. Mono simply means there is one channel for the sound so that what you hear in your left speaker is going to be the same as what you hear in your right speaker or ear. Stereo has more than one channel, and the sound in the left can be different from the sound in the right. That's it. Music is usually in stereo, since there are so many different instruments and recording engineers mix differently in the right and the left ear so that we get a better listening experience. You might hear speakers going in and out or sound traveling across your ears. That is the effect of stereo. So for most podcasters and definitely one-man bands, mono is the choice. Unless you have a ton of music and special effects in your podcast that you need that experience of stereo, mono is a good choice. It's a smaller file size. And this is really not about what, what you choose, but just know the concept that mono versus stereo, it doesn't mean it only comes out of one ear. Mono means that you're going to hear the same in both ears. Stereo, you can have the option of changing left to right sound. All right. Next concept, gain, levels, and dB. This is a threefer since there are all terms that you're going to hear in the same breath most of the time in the recording stage. And many newbies use these terms incorrectly or lump them all to mean volume or loudness and they just interchange the words. So understanding gain, G-A-I-N, and gain staging could be one of the most important things that you learn as a podcaster. There is a term called gain staging and once I wrap my head around it, I had a major breakthrough in the recording stage of things. I mentioned earlier in the podcaster's toolkit with the cloud lifter as gain levels are set by your audio interface or your mixer to the microphone. The same concept as volume, you twist the knob to the right to increase gain and twist to the left to lower the gain. They are similar. But the key to a good sounding podcast is setting the gain levels correctly. And this is the basis behind gain staging. You know the term garbage in, garbage out? Well, use the G in gain and remember this phrase because if you optimize the recording going in, you have a much better shot of getting a great sounding recording coming out. If the sound going in is not good, there's only so much you can do in post-production. And there are some good tutorials for gain staging that I will leave in the show notes. Next, levels. This is pretty basic. It refers to the bouncing LED meters or the lights that are green, yellow, and red when you're recording or playing back audio. You usually want the levels to be mostly green with the louder parts hitting into the yellow. If you see red, that is called clipping or peaking. 
That is very, very, very bad. Never go into the red, or the audio is typically ruined in most cases. Next term, decibels, or dBs, as you will most often hear it in the audio world, and this is the number used to define where the levels are hitting. The one hard concept of dBs is that you want the levels to be in the negative. Where this gets kind of tricky is when you need to add stuff. So adding positive numbers to negatives, my head hurts talking about it. But all you need to understand is that 0 dB is where audio starts to clip. So anything in the positive over 0 is not usable audio. Keep everything below 0 in the negatives. Got it? When I record, I like to have the input levels hitting between minus 18 dB and minus 9 dB. They're bouncing in between those. Sometimes we speak loud, sometimes we speak quiet. So there's usually a range. Because I'm only going up to minus 9 dB, that's giving me what is called headroom. And that gives me room between minus 9 and 0 to add effects and get the levels up to a nice balance. Everything about recording and editing is balance and finesse. You don't want to go in too quiet. You don't want to go in too loud. Clean and smooth in the comfort zone and the editing is going to be all that much easier for you all around. So basically in the pre-recording stage, you get everything dialed in. You look at the levels. You look at the gain on your mixer, your audio interface. You get everything the way they should be. Then you hit shift in the space bar in audition and you start recording. After you press record, you should start seeing a whole bunch of green squiggly lines going up and down, kind of looking like an EKG readout. What are they called? They are called waveforms. If you're a photographer, you might look at a waveform and compare them to the histogram. There's a whole bunch of algorithms and stuff going on there we're not going to, but just know that the waveforms are a visual representation of your audio. And you may not believe it at first, but the more comfortable you get working with audio, the more you're going to be able to glance at a waveform and pretty much know the characteristics of your recording without hearing anything. When you see nothing on a waveform, that means it's silence. If you see the spikes going high, that means it's very loud. If you see short spikes, that means it's quiet. You kind of get it. And you'll know you're getting good at audio when you can just glance at a waveform and recognize individual words. For me, I say so and but a lot, and I can see those on the waveform. So now that we have a recorded piece of audio, I think this is a great spot to wrap up part one of this audio 101 series. Part two next week, we'll learn some of the key terms of audio editing and post-processing, things you've probably heard of, such as EQ, compression, don't panic yet. (laughs) Takeaway from today, what I really want you to take away from part one and next week's part two is that you really don't need to be a sound engineer to be a good podcaster. But knowing the basics and the fundamentals are going to make everything a lot easier and less stressful from the start. Everything we discussed today is pretty simple and straightforward. But when I first started, I recognized all the terms and I kind of knew what everything was. But I really didn't have all the pieces of the puzzle together. And that's what I'm hoping to do for you. Just tell you the basics, what you really need to be concerned about. So my only hope after today and next week is that you feel just a little bit more at ease and the more technical in the audio engineering side of podcasting. So part one was really just to get you thinking and know that you have to do some preparation before you hit record. And next week, part two, we have a finished piece of audio. Now we need to edit it and post-process it. And I'm going to break it down to you and make it really simple and easy for you to understand. And as always, I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And I welcome all those that are new to the show. 
And the best way for me to share news and updates and useless trivia is through my email newsletter. So if you haven't already done so, make sure you sign up at mikemurphy.co forward slash newsletter. I promise not to overload you with emails. And remember, I am available for more intensive one-on-one sessions if you want some personalized help with your podcast or your online business. Or I am also doing custom installs of Divi, the WordPress theme I use. So if you need a site refresh or a brand new website or blog, let me know. Well, I thank you for joining me today. I hope you join my one-man band and together we can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers.